Hey friends, welcome back to the Mia's Mom podcast. My name is Cambry. If you're new, I'm the host of this podcast and I am really glad that you're here today. Yesterday was Mother's Day and I know that we gave it a shout out in last week's episode with my mom. That was kind of my Mother's Day special, but happy belated Mother's Day to all of the moms out there. And I know for a lot of people, Mother's Day is a time for love and appreciation, but I also know from personal experience that it can be a really hard time too. I relate to both of those. It's a really happy day and it's a really sad day. So I hope that everybody was able to celebrate however they needed to celebrate it. I do want to mention really quickly that I am getting a little bit of a cold. So I apologize today. My voice is kind of going in and out and I sound a little bit like a frog. So I just wanted to say sorry before we get into today's episode. Jack had a birthday and I didn't get to cover it because it was the week that my mom was on, but on May 3rd, Jack turned three and a couple of people mentioned to us that it is his golden birthday, which Drew and I hadn't really ever heard of before, but apparently a golden birthday is when the numeral of the person's age matches the day of the month. So for him turning three on May 3rd, his golden birthday. It was really fun. I can't believe this little guy is already three. I mean, I can. It's just going by really, really quickly. This was the first year that he actually seemed older to me before his actual birthday. Like when he turned one, I was like, okay, yeah, he's turning one year old. And I felt the same way whenever he turned two. But for a while now, I don't know, maybe like the past three or four months or so, he seemed so much older to me than a two-year-old. He's just had a little growth spurt recently and his little legs are getting so stretched out, so tall, and he just seems so much more like a little kid rather than a baby now. His birthday this year was a lot of fun, but it was pretty low-key. So for his first birthday, we traveled to Arkansas to celebrate and let family meet him for the first time because he was born during COVID. He didn't meet people until he was eight months old and he didn't meet a lot of his family until he was a year old. So we traveled back to Arkansas for his first birthday and for his second birthday last year, my parents came into town to celebrate. But this year, it was just the three of us and Drew and I decked out the entire downstairs in Mario balloons and decor and I woke up at like 5 30 to get us donuts for breakfast he loves chocolate donuts with sprinkles so that's what we had then we had speech and then we went to the park and originally I had planned for us to have a little mommy jack jack movie date to go see Mario again but he told me that he wanted to stay and play at the park so we ended up doing that instead and then after his nap we went back to a park and met up with our friends to share chocolate cake and it was so much fun and just a really sweet time. And speaking of birthdays, I know at least for me, I am always seeing parents and influencers posting these epic birthday parties on Instagram. And a part of me is like, 
That is so over the top for a little kid's birthday party. But another part of me is like, oh my gosh, should I be doing more for Jack's birthday? And if you feel like this too, or if you felt like this before, I'm just here to reaffirm you that you can make your child feel special and you can make their birthday feel special in a million different ways without spending a ton of money. I just want to say that because I know as parents, it's easy for us to compare what we're doing to what somebody else is doing, and we question if it's good enough, and I just want you to know that it's not only good enough, it's perfect for you and perfect for your family and for your kids, and you, not somebody else, set the standards for how your family celebrates. So a while back, I posted a question box on my Instagram story asking for topic ideas, and one of the responses was asking for advice in balancing life in general as a mom, and another one asked for suggestions on making time for your partner. And in my mind, these things kind of go together. They're related, so I'm grouping them here together on this episode today. And also, it's important to know that I'm not great at either of these, but I'm happy to share my own personal experiences with them and see if that helps you or maybe you want to take something from it and try something else. So just speaking from my own personal experience, as you guys know, I stay at home with Jack full time and I'm somebody who thrives on routine. I love routine. Routine is really great for Jack with his apraxia. And when I have routine in my life, I feel like I really have things together. And that's when I feel like I'm in my best. And that's when I feel like I'm really in the groove. And when I'm off of a routine, is when I feel completely off track and it leads me to feeling overwhelmed and overall just not good. 2023 has been such a good year for us. I have loved this year so far, but it has also felt like one of the most chaotic years yet. This year has been really hard for me to carve out a schedule. I've mentioned this a lot on my social media accounts and I felt overwhelmed a lot this year. I absolutely cannot believe that we're already halfway through May. Like, I mean, truly, what the heck? I know that I haven't, but I find myself thinking that this entire year has been wasted because I haven't had that consistency in our schedule or in our weeks or in our days or whatever. And I feel like we just haven't had that routine that I crave. And it feels like time is going by quicker because of it. I'm trying to get things under control and in line, but I'm not doing the best job. And I'm somebody who likes to scrap everything and start fresh if something isn't working out. And realistically, that just isn't possible for our lifestyle right now. And it's probably not realistic for most people. But I have to remind myself that even though I'm not getting paid, being a stay-at-home mom is a full-time job. It's actually more than a full-time job. I'm on from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. and even though I'm at the house more than Drew is, I'm still working. 
um, providing for Jack. I'm feeding him and helping him with speech and reading to him and helping him process emotions and learn life skills and so many more different things. And even though I know this, I still beat myself up when the house is disgusting and there's dirty dishes in the kitchen and there's a pile of laundry that's forever high or I step in the dog's poop outside. I forget to pick up a pile of poop or something. It's just impossible to do everything, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a mom that goes to work. We can't do it all and something has got to give somewhere. So what I have done is I've started thinking about what balance looks like in my life and what balance looks like for me right now is more of a pick and choose type of deal instead of having balance in every single thing there's a couple of things that I choose that are really thriving for example there's some days when Jack has a ton of screen time and I'm okay with that because I can get some cleaning done I can clean the bathroom or vacuum or I can get supper cooked before Drew comes home from work and then there are some days when Jack doesn't have any screen time at all and we're out running errands and getting stuff done or we're just hanging out with friends and nothing gets done at the house because we're out and about all day and both of those things are okay I mean, there are times when I get a lot of painting done for Jack's Crafty Mom or I get a podcast episode prepped during Jack's nap time and there are some days when I get zero of those things done because I'm cleaning or I'm looking at insurance stuff or I'm reading about apraxia. It's always a shift for me now and it's never really a balance of everything. Some things are thriving and some things are just surviving and what that is is always shifting. It's never the same thing and I'm learning that that's okay. Jack has always taught priority of course but everything else gets juggled around. One thing I do love doing is making lists. List making can be super beneficial if you're great at balancing everything or if you're in a shift phase like me. Our days are so chaotic and I know that y'all's probably hard too and lists help keep my mind on track. I'm being pulled in a thousand different directions and a list is what kind of brings me back into it, shows me what I need to do. I'm able to get more done if it's written on paper out in front of me and if I can't get it done in one day, then I'm able to work on it throughout the week or the month or however long it takes me to get it done. I've always been like this. I've always been a list maker and if you haven't tried it and you want to try out something new, I really recommend it. It's super simple and it can make a huge impact, at least in my personal experience. Another thing that is super helpful is knowing how much support I have from Drew. I know that the house probably drives him insane, but I also know that he knows all of the work that I put into Jack and the dogs throughout the day, and he knows how important Jack's crafty mom is to me and how important Mia's mom is to me, and he knows that while I love staying at home with Jack and that I love painting and that I love podcasting, all of this stuff is still work. I mean, he does his work at his lab and my work is done here at home. I do try to do most of the housework since I'm physically here at the house more, but we definitely split the load. I usually cook and then Drew is the one who usually cleans up the kitchen. I usually do all of the laundry, but I'm always forgetting clothes in the dryer. So we have to refluff them and get all the wrinkles out pretty routinely. 
We both pick up, but I'm usually the one who does the actual cleaning, like the actual dusting and scrubbing, vacuuming. That's usually me. And sometimes I'm the one who does more around the house. And sometimes he's the one that does more. And it's always shifting. We're pretty good about reading each other and putting in a little more work when the other is really stressed out or has a lot on their plate. It's a shift. And that's what our balance looks like in our life right now. As far as making time for your partner, I feel like it's kind of the same thing that I've already mentioned. At least for our relationship, it's always a shift. Some weeks we get to spend every single night together and some weeks we pick up Drew at five o'clock and he'll stay here and put Jack to bed and then he has to go back to the lab until 11 or 12 at night. It's just the way that it is sometimes. Something that I didn't realize until I was a parent is you have to make time for literally anything. Jack is great and we love him more than anything. And he also demands a lot of our time and a lot of our energy. Kids are just like that. So if something is important to you, you have to make time for it or it isn't going to happen. I mean, this goes for anything. Exercise, phone calls, and time with your partner. Literally anything. Something has to give somewhere. Something has to shift so that something else can take its place. If you're struggling to find time for your partner, you might need to spend less time somewhere else so that there's more time to spend with your partner. Now what that time looks like really depends on your own specific relationship. I know a lot of our friends like to go out for date nights routinely, and that's just not us. (laughs) Drew and I are usually together from the time that he gets home from work until it's time for bed. But honestly, 95% of that time is me sitting at the table working on a podcast episode or painting, and Drew is sitting beside me working on his computer. We're able to spend that time together sitting beside each other but it's not time where we're really relaxing together. So we usually try to schedule out at least one night a week where neither of us works and we could just veg together on the couch, usually watching basketball or modern family or something. And even if it is just one night a week, even if you're just sitting at home, finding something that you both like doing together and physically putting it on your calendar is key carve out that time and make it a priority. I don't know if either of those things were helpful, but that's just what works for our family and kind of how we're juggling things right now in both areas and trying to, quote, balance everything and in our case, shifting what works for us and with our time that we're spending together, shifting what works for us. It's difficult to make time for anything as a parent because our lives are constantly revolving around our kids. It's hard, but it can be done and you just have to figure out what you and your partner want that time to look like. I know I say this all the time, but I truly mean it every single week. Thank y'all so much for listening today. I really hope that y'all enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back next week with another guest. And I also say this all the time, but I'm really excited for this guest episode. I think it's going to be really informative and it's a lot of fun too. So tune in next week for sure if you are interested in 
learning about something new, meeting somebody new. Um, And if you're enjoying the podcast so far, please show your love by rating. You can leave a review or you can share it with a friend or you can do all three. Thanks again for listening today. I'm Cambry. I'm a wife, a sister, a daughter, and a friend. I am so many things, but this podcast is me as mom. Talk with you guys soon. Thanks.